Hello, and welcome to the Riveting Reads podcast, where each season brings you a serialized version of thrilling news stories along with exclusive bonus content from the author. This is season one, Insomnia, book one of the Nightwalker series by J.R. Johansson, narrated by Roy Samuelson. New episodes are posting weekly on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Stick around after today's chapter for some author insights into the writing process behind this chapter with Insomnia's author, J.R. Johansson. Hi, I'm J.R. Johansson, and I'm here to give you a quick recap on Episode 2, Chapter 2 of Insomnia. In the last episode, Parker and his mom go and see Dr. Brown. Parker finds a way to ask him some of the questions that he really needs answered about his sleep deprivation and what he may have coming in his future, and he really doesn't like the answers. After essentially having his worst fears confirmed, he does what he always does, and he turns to Finn, his best friend. And that's your recap for episode two. Stick around now for episode three, chapter three of Insomnia. Hope you enjoy. Insomnia, The Nightwalkers. Written by J.R. Johansson. Narrated by Roy Samuelson. Three. The sporting goods store always smelled like a gigantic rubber ball dipped in pine-scented cleaner. The store was pretty empty, but I noticed Jeff Sparks flipping through an issue of Sports Illustrated at the checkout line across from me. He was our senior class president. Everyone got along with him, and he got along with pretty much everyone. He was definitely top dog and had been the soccer team captain since junior high. There was a moment when the team voted me co-captain of the soccer team this year that I thought Jeff might not be down with sharing the spotlight, but so far he had been cool. Anything good? I asked. Jeff glanced up and smiled when he saw me. Hey man, nah, my team sucks this year anyway. Dude, the Broncos suck every year. He laughed, put the magazine back on the rack, and placed a new pair of shin guards in front of the register. And the Packers are any better? I shrugged and walked over to Jeff's register. My line wasn't moving anyway, and I didn't like shouting across the girl ringing him up. Always. Never took you for a liar. Then you haven't been paying attention. Jeff paid and grabbed his shin guards. He walked backward toward the door and pointed one finger at me. Soccer team meeting tomorrow after the assembly. Don't forget. I'll be there, I said as he left. Jeff and I used to hang out all the time, but he was a year older, so when he went to high school and I didn't, things changed. Sometimes I missed hanging out with him, but I had been a little too distracted and tired to make an effort over the past couple years, and now I wasn't sure how to try again. I hadn't watched his dreams in at least two years, but he used to dream a lot about hanging out with his mom. It seemed to make him oddly happy. Hard to look at our school's star soccer forward, not to mention my co-captain, in quite the same way when you know he's a serious mama's boy. After buying my cleats, I glanced at the clock above the door and walked out into the damp night air. It was just after six. Not that I wanted to avoid Jeff's dreams, but I was glad Finn was waiting for me outside. His dreams were comfortable for me now. Besides, even his nightmares were too freaky to be considered scary. He was sitting on a bench talking on his phone. The air around us was thick and moist, but it hadn't begun raining yet. 
Yeah, we had to stop by the mall after the movie, he said. I recognized his mom's muffled voice coming through the earpiece. He shrugged and said, Fine, I'll ask him. He held the phone away from his ear. Can we pick up Addy from the pool on the way home? I ignored the way he shook his head, obviously wanting me to say no, and laughed. Sure, no problem. He scowled and said goodbye. I wasn't going to be the one to tell Mrs. Patrick no. Besides, Finn's 15-year-old sister Addie was the coolest girl I'd ever met. Although, I'd obviously never tell Finn that. I had avoided most girl dreamers since the end of junior high, when girls got all weird. Addie was the only girl I'd ever been curious about, but I had never watched her dreams. For some reason, it felt like an intrusion with her. It didn't help things that last summer she had turned ridiculously hot pretty much overnight. She even went to our school now that she was a sophomore. Too bad sisters of friends were off limits. It didn't really matter, though. Girls were so much work. I didn't have enough time left to waste it just trying to figure one out. Fine, we can pick up Addie. Finn gave an exaggerated sigh and got to his feet. As if we hadn't already agreed. But I want to stop at a gas station for a drink on the way home. Okay. I shrugged and decided to change the subject. Did you know about the soccer meeting after the assembly tomorrow? Finn nodded and tucked his phone in his pocket. Yeah, aren't we starting practices a little early this year? Spring's a long way off. Yeah, it's early. I think we should wait a few more weeks, at least until after Halloween, but it isn't worth arguing with Jeff about it. I don't understand half the stuff Jeff does, but it seems to be working for him. Guess so. I walked around to my side of the car, then cursed under my breath when my hand shook so hard I dropped the keys twice before managing to open the driver's side door. The sky around us rumbled as it started to rain. Now I could be clumsy, dying, and soaked. Awesome. No rush, Finn muttered, pulling his jacket closed around him and glancing at the sky. I'd hate to get you wet, princess, I joked as I reached a shaking hand over the center console to unlock the passenger's side for Finn. The tremors always got worse near the end of the day. The way my coordination was slipping, but only in certain areas, freaked me out. In biology, they had taught us about muscle memory. The difference between movements your muscles do out of instinct and movements you have to think about. I wondered if this was part of it. My brain was failing faster than my body. Good thing you picked soccer instead of football, he laughed. Much better with your feet than your hands. It was pouring before I even got the car in gear. Typical Oakville. Tremendous sheets of rain appeared in an instant and made my car creak in unnatural ways. Like there was some kind of timer in the clouds, and every time it dinged, the sky exploded. When is your car getting out of the shop again? I tried not to smile. Finn glared out the window. Actually, I'm supposed to get it back next month, but my parents are making me chauffeur Addie around until she gets her license in May. I chuckled. Maybe you're better off with it in the shop. Exactly what I was thinking. My car hadn't even stopped in front of the Oakville Rec Center when Addie ran out of the building. She looked up and grinned at the rain falling on her face her auburn hair already dripping wet from swim practice. 
She climbed into the back seat and immediately dumped the rainwater that had collected on top of her bag onto Finn's head. Oops. Finn rubbed the water off his neck and scowled. Are you sure we can't leave her here? I laughed as I pulled away from the curb. Addie buckled her seatbelt and leaned back. I tried to ignore the scent that always reminded me of her. Oranges. This time, with a hint of chlorine. How's the swim team this year? I glanced in the rearview mirror and met her eyes. She gave me a smile that said she knew I didn't care at all, but was glad I asked anyway. Pretty good. We might make it to regionals this year if Gwen can learn to stay in her own lane. She sighed and leaned forward. She's not the only one who should learn to stay out of other people's space. Finn muttered before running his hand through his hair and flicking a few water droplets at his sister. Eddie held up the side of her jacket and ducked behind it. Her voice came out a little muffled. What did you guys do today? Finn was still busy with his water revenge, so I answered. Not much, really. Watched some kung fu, got new soccer cleats, ran into Jeff. Mr. Class President himself? Eddie grinned when Finn nodded. That's always fun. I glanced at Finn. He shifted in his seat and turned to face her. You know, he's already dated half the girls in our class and yours, right? Addie slapped his shoulder. I'm smart enough to watch out for myself. Besides, it doesn't mean I can't enjoy the view. I stared out the window in front of me, wondering why I felt so angry. But Finn was right. Addie should keep her distance. Jeff was a decent guy to his teammates, working hard and playing hard. Clean cut, with his blonde hair and brown eyes, he was her typical all-American jock. Unfortunately, with girls, he played the part. He always had more than one girlfriend at a time, usually more than two. Addie was way too good for him. It was quiet for a minute. Finn shook his head. I'll never understand any girl who puts up with the way he plays the girls he dates. Well, when it comes to Jeff, you realize that means you'll never understand half the girls at school then, right? Addie twisted her hair up into a clip on the back of her head. And that's just one of the many reasons girls don't make any sense. You just stay out of that group, Addie. Seriously. Finn turned to face me as I watched his sister roll her eyes in the back seat through my rearview mirror. You know, he took Emily out last week. Emily who? I knew a few girls named Emily, and I had never seen any of them with Jeff. You know, uh, Matt, from the soccer team, his little sister. Can you believe that? Finn leaned back and shook his head. Not cool, dude. You don't date your friend's sisters. I'd be pissed if Jeff tried to date Addie. Like I said. Addie met my eyes in the mirror for an instant before looking away. I can take care of myself. Whatever. I'm just saying it's a fast way to ruin a friendship. You don't break the bro code. Then he flipped on the radio. I couldn't decide if I wanted him to keep arguing with her about all the reasons she shouldn't date Jeff, or if I was just glad the bro code conversation was over. I pulled into the gas station parking lot, and Finn hopped out. You guys want anything? Addie shook her head, and I said, No, I'm good. Thanks. I put the car in park and turned in my seat to face her. We were just friends, always had been, always would be. But that didn't change the fact that my heart sped up these days every time I was around her. So, 
How was your schedule this year? Yes, it was lame, but it was still a conversation. Okay, I've been doing some training on sports medicine for the girls' soccer team and Coach Carter, just during gym and wherever else I can fit it in. Eddie's eyes lit up, and the gold flecks in the hazel seemed to glow. Coach Carter says I'm pretty good at it. Sweet. I propped my elbow up on the seat. You think you might want to do something with sports? Doubt it. She leaned forward, and we were suddenly closer than I could handle. I sat back, but regretted every inch I was giving up. But I'd like to do something with medicine. I'm also a nurse's aide this year. That's really cool, Addie. I glanced over at the store. Finn was paying at the counter. I think you'd be great at something like that. Yeah? She grinned. Why? Because you're smart and kind and... I watched Finn walk to the door. And pretty? I heard myself say the words and I clamped my jaw shut as I saw Addie's mouth drop open. Seriously, why did I say that? I mean, it was obviously true, but still... Idiot. All very important things in medicine. Addie winked and squeezed my arm. Thank you. Finn climbed into the car, and I tried not to look as uncomfortable as I felt. What'd you get? I put the car in reverse and did my best to avoid looking at Addie as I backed out of the parking space. A new concoction? Might call it the Finn Supreme. Finn took a sip and smiled. Sprite, cherry syrup, and vanilla syrup. Wow, I nodded, trying to keep from laughing. High marks for creativity. Why do your drinks need names? Addie looked out the window as she spoke, but in the rearview mirror, I could see a small smile playing at the corner of her mouth. Finn turned around to face her, looking surprised. Why not? My headlights shined on Finn in Addie's yard as I pulled around the corner. The red brick two-story house sat on the edge of the cul-de-sac with a white picket fence around the backyard. Mrs. Patrick had built the little flower boxes under all the windows the summer after sixth grade. I had as many or more good memories here than I had at my own house. The rain had eased a little, and many rivers ran down the gutters on the sides of the street. Addie poked her head into the space between my headrest and the door. Thanks for the ride, she smiled then opened her door and got out. I tried to ignore the bumps on my neck, where her breath had warmed my skin. See you, Addie. I watched her walk into the house. You want to play some PS3? Finn asked. I rubbed my palm against my right eye. I had already been out too long, and my eyelids were sagging. It was only eight, but definitely past time for bed. My brain was starting to freeze up, like an engine without enough oil. It wouldn't be real sleep, but at least the peaceful nothingness I hung out in before most dreamers fell asleep would help smooth out my lurching thought process a bit. Nah, need to get home. I've still got a few chores to finish before I can head to bed. Plus, I should probably at least start the homework I've been stalling on all week. See you tomorrow, I said as Finn grabbed his backpack and jumped out of the car. It was a lie, of course. I never brought homework home if I couldn't finish it during school hours. It wasn't getting done. 
It was hard enough trying to maintain any kind of social life when I felt like crashing by 8 p.m. most nights. Homework wasn't a priority, especially now that I knew I probably wouldn't even make it long enough to apply to college. After shutting the door, Finn bent down by the window, and I looked him straight in the eye, unwilling to risk another night in the dreams of a stranger. See you at the assembly, he said. Sure, later. As I pulled out, Finn pounded his shoulder with one hand, saluted, and then waved. I returned the weird farewell. He definitely kept things interesting. The rain continued in a strange circular pattern on the way home. Heavy, medium, light, then heavy again. The rhythmic thrumming made it difficult to focus on the road. My mind kept leaving the car. Alone again, I couldn't stop thinking about my future. Or lack of one. His mom would have put it. I was zoned. A blaring horn jerked me out of it, and I slammed on my brakes out of instinct. Only then did I notice the stop sign I had completely missed seeing between my distraction and the pouring rain. That and the purple truck that was now mere inches from the front end of my car. Thanks for listening to the Riveting Reads podcast, Season 1, Insomnia. New podcast episodes will be available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you're not the patient type and want the full book now, you can find the audiobook on Audible Podcasts or the paperback version on Amazon. Stick around for some author insights from J.R. Johansson about the chapter featured in this episode. Hi, I'm J.R. Johansson, and welcome to the Authorly Insights section on Chapter 3. This was such a fun chapter for me to write, because not only do we get to finally meet Addie, who is one of my favorites, we also get to introduce both her relationship with Finn and her relationship with Parker. We see that Parker and Addie's relationship has been evolving recently, and that Parker feels that he can't and shouldn't let anything happen between them because of Finn. Through the discussion of Jeff, we also get to hear Finn's strong opinions about the idea of someone dating their friend's siblings, and he's far from positive about the idea. Here's the thing though, Finn isn't dumb. He might not be fully aware of the developing dynamic between Addie and Parker, but he probably thinks it's always a possibility, and making his feelings on the idea known can put a stop to things before anything really starts. Naturally, all of this would really irritate Addie. As she said, she can take care of herself. And guys, she really can. On a personal note, as someone who actually did date the brother of one of my really close friends in high school, it actually did change the framework of our friendship. It made things somewhat more strained occasionally, and I felt like I was put in the middle from time to time. So I definitely think there's something here, and some of what I wrote in this book was drawn from that. Another side note, I had a really, really close friend named Megan that was a redhead, and absolutely 100% Addie's physical characteristics were kind of drawn off of Megan. I don't usually draw from people, at least not exclusively from one person, and the personality is very different, but her hair and her physical features is totally drawn from Megan. <laughs> so shout out to Megan Milne, uh, one of my best friends as a teenager and the inspiration for how Addie looks. That's it for the Authorly Insights on Chapter 3, and we will see you next episode. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Riveting Reads. Please check out the details for our reader appreciation program in the podcast notes or on rivetingreadspodcast.com. Also, a reminder that we're still a new podcast and we would love to hear from you. Please subscribe as well as rating and reviewing in your podcast app. Thanks, and we'll see you in a few days for the next episode.